0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG.comslash B ball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show, Song Bra, hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all fit. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show.
2: Welcome into Babes On Broad, episode 11. We're getting up there. We are. Yes. I'm Sam Wilson with my co-host, Jesse Town. We are the Babes On Broad, brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Um, if you're listening to us, that means you found our podcast. So good job to you. Um... <laughs> If you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, you can find our show page at at BabesOnBroad on on both of them. And then me personally, at SamWills18 on both of them. And Jess is at Jessica underscore Town on Instagram. And that's Town with an E. And then on Twitter, at town with an E13. And then you can also rep us if you go to designtree.com slash BabesOnBroad. And that's design without any vowels in it. You can see our merchandise, and we got some new stuff coming out, so that's pretty exciting and cool. So rep the babes. You can also like us on Facebook now, too. Yeah, we did get a Facebook today. Yeah. Babes on Broad. We did. So find us there, too. Yeah, spread the word to all your older peeps, too. Tell yeah. them to go there if they don't have the other stuff. They
3: don't have those other things, because
2: yeah. some people don't have Twitter.
3: My mom can't figure out Twitter. She hates it. <laughs>
2: and I'm like, that's fine. She loves Instagram, but she hates Twitter. So Facebook. Everybody like has sometimes. their preference. Everyone has their preference. Yes. But um, so now we'll get right into the recap: Eagles vs. Bills. They won. Finally. Thirty-one to thirteen. Amazing. They went one and two on the road to end the road trip. So at least they got a win out of that. Thank God. What was your takeaway from it? I think my biggest takeaway was obviously it was
3: sort of dictated by the weather, but the they had to mm-hmm. use the run game, using the run game, but incorporating. Both guys, Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders, and obviously they had to kind of incorporate Boston Scott at the end a little bit there, but also having Carson Wentz use his legs a little bit more as well, and using them in a way that wasn't going to be detrimental to him. You know, he he slid when he needed to, he ran out of bounds when he needed to, which was huge, and something you haven't really seen from him Mm -hmm. in his career up to this point, just because he wants to make that play. He doesn't want to, not, you know, quit on a play, but... You know what I mean. He he wants to finish that play as strong as he can. Um. And again, dictated by the weather, but obviously you can see how well it works. And you see how well it works not only with the running backs themselves, but with the offensive line. Like, they are just made for that. And Andre Dillard looks pretty good out there, wouldn't you say? Yeah,
2: for sure. Um. The only bad thing about the O-line is they did give up three sacks but, mm-hmm. hey, that happens, especially when you're running so much they're going to be on you. But um, I agree. The running game was awesome to see, which kind of – it does shock me a little bit just, like, in the fact that, like, it's not like the Bills were, like, fast – or blindsided by the weather. You knew that was going to happen. Right. So it does, like – I think it just shows how good the offensive line is in the fact that they knew they were going to have to run and it was going to force them to run and they still can't couldn't do much to stop it, you know?
3: Yeah, the offensive line of the Eagles, it really is just so good. And, you know, to your point with the three sacks, if you ever notice that they have a play that goes for negative yards or a, uh, a sack or something like that, if you look at the offensive line, chances are they're all in a pile and Isaac Sayamalu is touching nobody standing up <laughs> looking at the pile. It's something I definitely noticed while watching this game and it made me <laughs> extremely, extremely sad. They totally broke down that Buffalo defense mm-hmm. by the way that they were running the ball. And, you know, again, it's one of those things where, personally, I don't believe that Doug Peterson doesn't want to run the ball, but I think the way that their defense has put them in holes... They haven't been able to. They haven't been able to. But you can't you know,
2: run down the clock when you need
3: to catch up. Right, when you're down by double yeah. digits. And obviously, they didn't have that problem this week. They were able to continuously build on this mm-hmm. lead, and... When they need a long methodical drive, they know how to do that and they have a very good balance of running, passing, doing what they need to do. And you, but you even saw that like against the Cowboys in that third quarter, they had an excellent 75 yard drive, a good balance of running and passing. But at that point, they were in such a deep hole that they just wasted time on the clock. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you see, when they have these drives, they have such a good balance of running and passing. And I just hope that. They need to figure out a way to obviously not get down by double yeah. digits, but if they don't, I don't think that they won't run the ball. Like, when you're down 21 to 7, 28 to 7, and more, you can't just, people, you can't scream for
2: them to mm-hmm. run the ball. Like, it's not gonna work. Yeah, well, um, Jordan Howard, he had like 96 yards, and he was the closest since, in like four years, I think they said to rushing over 100 yards in a game, which is nuts. Mm-hmm. But it also goes back to the last couple of years, the first quarter and the first half of the game really has not been the Eagles game. No. They've always been a closing team, which is cool if you can get the job done, but it right. hurts your run game. Because yeah. of that, you're down. Going off of the run game, I love Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard, both of them, because they're just a double threat. Yeah. They can both run, obviously, and then you can pull out Sanders and have him as a receiver, which really helps this core right now because they, oh, yeah. they're injured. They're not working, which is, I sent you this stat. I'm going to tell everybody because it's mind blowing. Mac Hollins. So he doesn't have a catch in October. Nope. But me neither. Me and Mac yeah, Collins have the same, had the same yeah, stats true, in October. That's true. <laughs> Sign us up. But, um, so doesn't have a catch in October just to make you realize how bad this cat is. Okay, so Deshaun Jackson been out since early week two, right? Yes. Deshaun Jackson did he
3: play a single snap in week two?
2: Yeah, it was like the first drive of the game is when I got hurt. Okay, I couldn't. Because he's running downfield, remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He played sixty-two snaps so far this season, has eight catches on ten targets, 154 yards, two touchdowns. That's Deshaun Jackson. Yep. Good sets. Go Deshaun. Matt Collins has played three hundred and thirty-seven snaps so far this season. Only has ten catches. On 21 targets and 125 yards, uh, no touchdowns. Deshaun's beating him and played one full game.
3: Yeah. I want you to know your eye twitch when you said 337 snaps. <laughs> like that's how bad this is. Your eye, you were like 337
2: snaps and really twitch. But it's accurate. It makes you. it's it, it, nice. Yes, yeah, it makes you twitch. It's awful. It's awful. It's so bad. I got that from Dave Zangero, by the way, NBC Sports Philly. I love Dave. It's so bad because of the fact that.
3: It's useless. Like, there's reasons why Mac Hollins can easily just be—you know—you can be one-on-one with Mac Collins on the outside, and then you have to double-team Zach Ertz. You can put extra safeties in the box of the run game. Like, it's a very easy recipe to beat this offense the way it is currently. But, and I think that's why you know it was good to see them using a couple different creative looks in the run game last mm-hmm. week because things like using jordan howard and miles sanders at the same time and i will say doug horton who i'm on the rob moddy yeah. show with mm-hmm. he said weeks ago i would love to see them in the backfield together so i'll give him it's credit that. it looks good it did because jordan howard obviously had that key block on uh-huh. that Miles sanders touchdown run and i just think because yeah, he's a stocky guy i don't i don't get why you wouldn't use him to block because sometimes he doesn't he goes the wrong way like you he did he missed that blitz pickup against dallas remember that really oh. awful one like he thought the one linebacker was going to come from the one the one yeah and he came on team. the other one and he just went untouched and sacked carson wentz so i think that's part of it it's not but it's he's just still, not knowing it wait but he's still young he's our say, age he can learn that he's 24 yeah. he's our age that's making a, cool. lot more a lot more money than we are
2: more money than us.
3: but but think about it, like there are a couple of people on Twitter, like, I think uh, E-Rock started mm-hmm. his "Sign Jordan Howard 2020 campaign. I'm totally on board. Me too, 100%. That one-two punch is something that's extremely impressive in the sense of you've got a guy who's a, a uh, Darren Sproles type threat mm-hmm. in Miles in Sanders, Miles. but you've also got a guy who runs like LeGarrette Blunt, which is something power that deck.
2: everyone needs. And the two of them together – Oh, baby. I know. And I love it. And that's the thing, too, is our, I mean, our defensive line, I mean, not defensive line, offensive line. We'll have to like get younger, obviously. But I mean, Andre Dillard's a big part of that, having him learn. Lane's still got more years. Um, we're probably going to lose Kelsey here soon. Yeah. We we got um, a couple more years on him, but, but but, so I would like to get your opinion on this. So
3: we'll, we'll get to the trade deadline and the Eagles moves slash lack of moves mm -hmm. in a second, but kind of to segue into that a little bit. One of the interesting conversations that they've had about personnel is what to do with Jason Peters for the rest of the year. I would like to know your opinion. If Andre Dillard has another good start this week, mm-hmm. potentially facing a couple points, a guy like Khalil Mack, do
2: you think they should just let him By finish JP. the year?
3: Buy okay. JP. All right.
2: I love him. I appreciate him. He had a great career. He's still getting his money. Yes. And I honestly think how JP's played – So far this year, how he has been sitting three weeks for this knee injury that nobody knows the severity of. Yeah. I think he just came back for the money, and that's literally it. Like, I think his heart's not in it like it used to be. Mm -hmm. I think he's just getting older, and he knows he's getting older, and he's trying to feed himself out while still getting paid. But, hey, power to you. Still going to be a Hall of Famer. No, he is. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's had a great career. He has nothing else to prove. So if he can be here and help Andre Dillard get to that and Andre takes over – Buy JP, sit down and get paid. <laughs> I think I totally agree with that. And I think that the
3: biggest I think the biggest bonus of that is letting Andre Dillard finish out
2: the year while having JP by his I'm side. Saying, I think him. that's worth it. All the money you're paying JP, I don't know how much he's making just this year, but I think that's I worth it. I would pay him just for that. That's what I'm saying. That's worth it just alone. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So, you know, that's one personnel
3: kind of decision that the Eagles have going forward a few other personnel decisions that they mm-hmm. have or could have had. The trade deadline came and went, and it was very quiet around the majority of the NFL. Yeah. There
2: was not much that happened. Which, what do you think about, do you think the Pats and Sanu deal messed that up? Because I know that's a lot of people's theory. I think Jalen Ramsey screwed that
3: up yeah. on the defensive side, and I think, I th- so I think Minka Fitzpatrick and then Jalen Ramsey mm-hmm. royally screwed everyone there, and I think 100% Muhammad Sanu and then Emmanuel Sanders Absolutely yeah. screwed people on the defensive side. So it's a guy like Robbie Anderson was on the block, right? Like e- you could have easily had Robbie Anderson. Mm-hmm. Robbie Anderson's not. Did worth you the hear what they
2: were, No, they were asking. I had it somewhere. They were asking. We were talking about this the other day. They were asking supposedly. No, it was for Jamal Adams.
0: That oh, I'm sure. About. What were they asking? The
2: Cowboys for? offered like a first and a fourth, which is good. Yeah. For Jamal Adams, did they want two firsts? They wanted they wanted a first, two seconds, and a later round. Joe, I don't know. For Jamal who, Adams. Who does Joe Douglas think he is? Right? Who, who does Joe no Douglas think he is? No wonder the Cowboys turn it down. Isn't that insane? Yeah, I would have done it too. And then Robbie Anderson, they are asked a lot too. Yeah, a second, second. round pick, a second round pick is a lot, especially when
3: he's made it clear that he wants money, mm-hmm. which is fine. Uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. If that's your decision. But to give up that second round pick, I don't know. I Obviously, you know, we've talked about how they've had a little bit of a harder time in their later round picks lately. You know, obviously I think they hit on Andre Dillard and I think they hit on Mm -hmm. Miles Sanders with their one and two. Yeah, I agree. Dallas Goddard was a second round pick. I think obviously Mm -hmm. that was, they hit on him. But, you know, some of your later round guys, and obviously we've talked about the corners and wide receivers they've drafted in those later rounds, Mac Hollins, you know, guys Mm -hmm. like that, you're like, "Mm, there were other people out there. Was Mac a fourth round? Yes, I believe. Not and you know there's the infamous Denell Pumphrey situation. Yeah, you know it's just things like that where you're like, okay, the later round picks. I don't understand why they're holding on to those, but I I don't fault them for holding on to the second round picks, especially. So I I, I would I would like to get your opinion. Are when it comes to what they've done or didn't do, they traded for Jannard Avery, mm-hmm. a fourth round pick next year. For a guy who was a healthy scratch because he thrived in Greg Williams' 4-3 defense because he's an athletic end, but he's been a healthy scratch, veterans playing ahead of him in a 3-4 defense, and he's been moved to an outside linebacker position. So maybe the thinking is get him in on the defensive end rotation. Yeah, that's what they announced him as. Yeah, and I thought that was interesting because the Browns announced they traded linebacker Jannard Avery, and the Eagles announced they traded for defensive end Jannard Avery. I thought that was funny. It definitely um, made me look into it because I didn't know. Yeah. I was confused. You know, maybe an extra rotation on the end, moving Brandon Graham inside a little bit so they don't have to constantly play a rookie next mm-hmm. to Fletcher Cox and uh, you know, hopefully getting Tim Jernigan back. So I'm interested to know do you think this is a well, we're looking at our trade deadline acquisitions as getting back Avante Maddox, eventually Crayvon LeBlanc, Tim Jernigan, Darren Sproles, Deshaun Jackson, and we just got back Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby. Or are you looking at this as a they're pulling an Andy McPhail, we're four we're four and four, if we make the playoffs great, if we
2: don't, we don't. What that is, is your opinion? So listeners of the show that you guys know I was so pissed and I was like, do not pull a Clint jack and Andy yes. McPhail, blah blah blah. And that's honestly what I thought. But because looking at how everybody's back, looking about or looking at how we got Mills back. And he's had success the last two games. And then we got Darby back last week, and he's been doing good. And then thinking about how we have Krivon, and then we also have the wide receivers, or Deshaun Jackson, and then, like, the D linemen, and everybody coming back. Right. I am not as mad as I thought I would be, for sure. Because the people that we were missing, I mean, it sounds cliche, but that hurt us. Like, that Mm -hmm. is – those are big pieces to the team. So if we can get them back, then I'm fine. I – um. I'm very iffy on Deshaun coming back still because we don't know how bad it was. He didn't get that surgery that would have solidified him as healthy. Mm-hmm. So I'm nervous that he's going to come back and then get injured again and mm-hmm. just be out. And then we're really screwed. Sure. So that's my thing. I would have preferred them to at least get a wide receiver if they were going to stand pack or stay pat or whatever that saying is. Mm-hmm. If they're going to stay the same, like get a at least mild level, level cheap receiver. Just in case that happens. Yeah. You know, so like, I would have liked them to make preventative moves that they were just gonna keep the solid core, if that makes sense. Yeah. I didn't need that big move, but I would have preferred preventative moves.
3: And I totally get that because I'm with you. So, I forget who I was talking to. Oh, it might have been, so we had, um, Gail from Fourth and John on The Madness uh-huh. yesterday. And he was saying that he did, he went and did a lot of research on sports hernia injuries and Rob, my co-host on The Madness was saying that he, one of his, um, did he say his cousin or one of his friends? I don't remember. Is a coach at Rowan University and one of his players is Sport hernia. So through the collective research, a lot of it was saying that having the surgery actually shortens the career. Oh. And if you think about it for a 32 year old player, what that means.
2: Um, that's interesting. I didn't know that.
3: Yeah. And it's, so it's going to be one of those things where obviously, you know, Doug told us a month ago, he's not going to be a hundred percent when he comes back. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be a how much pain can he tolerate kind of mm-hmm. deal. I personally am of the belief that if he's ready to go Sunday, play him in a minimal role. Don't toss him out there for, you know, to play I, every snap. I agree. Get him out there a little bit because I think against this Bears defense, the Bears have a really good defense. It's their offense. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Oh, terrible. So terrible. Having Deshaun back opens up the offense in so many ways just because it, we don't have to put Matt Collins on the field. First of all. Let's start there. Matt Collins doesn't have to set foot on the football field, which is always an ideal situation. Then from there, it allows – obviously, you have to cover Deshaun Jackson. Then you – he's so fast that you have to have safety help over the top, which means you're not going to be bringing anyone else down into the box. You have to put somebody on Deshaun and make sure that someone's focused on Deshaun and that detracts from having to double Zach Ertz. Mm -hmm. So it opens it up – opens up the run game, opens up the – fact that Ertz will be able to get some separation maybe even Alshon Jeffrey will be able to get a little bit more separation so I just think that it helps you so much even just
2: run in a straight line yeah down the field just like run down the That's field a good point don't, and know, then it also it's kind of like a rehab if you just get in there and at least run routes yeah like you don't have to run full speed the entire time no if you and you you maybe you
3: catch you know If you get in there and they think, oh my god, this is what's going to happen, they could know exactly what's going to happen, and this is what makes Deshaun so great and why what we missed for so many years without him. You see Deshaun Jackson line up one-on-one. You know he's going to run as fast as he can. You can know, and you can be prepared for it. He's still going to win that battle. The first play against the uh, Bucks last year in Tampa, remember, everyone knew Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson, and he's going to run. 96 yards.
2: And he's gonna. that's an exaggeration.
3: Right, and he's going to go. Yeah. And it's like, we knew that was coming, Mm -hmm. and we screwed it up as a defense. That's what happens. That's what Deshaun does. Very true. So even at, you know, not 100%, he's still faster than the majority of the the corners in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So I think that just helps, and then it obviously helps with the rest of your offense. Yeah. And being able to get some movement on this Chicago Bears defense, especially their defensive line, is going to be a little bit more difficult. So... That helps you immensely. So I, I agree, an insurance move would have been ideal. I'm not as upset about it because all these people are practicing and are yeah. ready to come back. I agree. So with that, Bears on Sunday. Yes. Bears come to town. Last time the Eagles played the Bears, well, we all saw what happened. There was a double doink. doink. There was a doink and then another doink, and then, and then their one. kicker got cut. And then they drove all the way down the field last week for a game-winning attempt. And what do you know, the kicker missed another field goal for the Chicago Bears to win a game. <laughs>
2: they
3: have, they're, they're having – honestly, they're having worse luck than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have with kickers, and they've had mm-hmm. some brutal kickers over the last couple <laughs> years. It's been terrible. It's it's interesting because the Eagles' defense is um, very bad. Looked a lot better last week against the, Buffalo. Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby, having them in there is infinitely better than what we've had mm-hmm. lately. They're, so the Bears' offense is putting up an average of 18.3 points a game, which is 27th in the NFL. Having a total number of yards, their average per game, 281.4, which is 29th in the NFL. Pass yards per game, 198.3, also 29th. And rush yards per game, 83.1, which is 26th. They've also allowed 19
2: sacks on one yes. Mitchell Trubisky. That was my big thing. And thrown five interceptions. He's thrown five interceptions. Yeah. I know. They're rough. Imagine trading up to
3: take Mitchell Trubisky instead of Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. They were both there. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. And I was talking to Joe about this the other day. Patrick Mahomes was definitely a little bit more he difficult was, to know. That was yeah, like a diamond didn't know. in the rough type yeah, deal. Yeah. That's like
2: an Andy Reid just being Andy Reid. I said a Tom Brady. Yeah, 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 like yeah, the braid.
3: Like the braid. <laughs> um. We're gonna, we're gonna get that started. Um, but yeah, like that was a more like Andy Reid did yeah. his research and mm-hmm. he's so good at that type thing. Deshaun Watson, like he was sensational at Clemson. Yeah. You knew what you were getting. Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky. Jeez. Oh my God. So bad. Just so bad. So bad. The Eagles have improved in their defense in the last couple weeks. So the Bears are not getting a lot of rushing yards. The Eagles are still not letting up a lot of rushing yards. They're letting up less yards through the air, which is always ideal. Yeah. Um, let's hope that they don't make Mitchell
2: Trubisky look like Tom Brady. Like, I don't look like the Brady. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't do think, think they will. I don't think they will. I'm not worried about our defense and their offense at all. Um, I think the only thing to be cautious about is the fact that our offensive line, obviously we're good, but we're very inconsistent at times. Mm-hmm. So that makes me nervous against this defense because the Bears' D, they're a lot different. It's literally, we always talk about the tail of two halves. This is yep. like a tail of two sides between the Bears because their defense is seventh overall in the league. Yep. Their rush D is sixth and their passing is tenth. So that kind of makes me nervous. They've given up seven rushing touchdowns, though. Recovered three fumbles, 31.5 tackles for loss. Khalil Mack. He should be the scariest one. He's got five point five sacks himself. And then he's so good. Defensive tackle Nick Williams also has four sacks. So it's not even like it's just be worried about Khalil. You know what I mean? So that is my thing. Is um imagine letting Khalil Mack go.
3: Imagine imagine letting Khalil Mack go.
2: So dumb.
3: Think about how how, how, how Ego. Ego. That's how that happened like I, I see letting Jadevi and Clowney go before letting Khalil Mack
2: go that one I was I like agree. okay no yeah I agree because Clowney's had injury problems and all oh. that stuff Mac, no <laughs> but um so, so that's my thing is just watching this defense um I'm kind of nervous for Andre Dillard I'm hoping he like comes through. Yeah, I think this is a big prove a game, but
3: yeah, you and you could see when they played the Cowboys. Obviously, he was having some problems with Robert Quinn, and then when Quinn got hurt, they moved Demarcus Lawrence to his side, and I thought he did relatively well for his. I mean, good that's for a, a rookie. That's a huge yeah. challenge. Eagles versus Dallas. Those two guys who were sensational players in that. Like that's just that's a lot of pressure right away, mm-hmm. and I thought for a rookie, he did a very good job. So. What is your prediction then for Sunday?
2: Okay, because of that I think there's a lot of big things. The defense just come together. I think it gives them them time to come together, gives them more practice mm-hmm. to be a cohesive unit or unit with all the guys coming back, but I think the offensive line is going to be the biggest test mm-hmm. for this week. So, because of that I don't think that we're going to score too much, but I'm not worried about the Bears offense at all. So I'm going 17 to 6 Eagles. Interesting.
3: I think the Eagles realize they need to keep putting up points and that they're going to get this offense back on track. So I have a little bit different of a score. The Eagles are going to win 30 to 14 on Sunday. Wow. They're going to do it.
2: 14, you think Mitch Trubisky gets two touchdowns?
3: No, I think someone's going to run in two touchdowns. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I I think there's a better chance of that <laughs> happening than true anything that, else. True that. Um but, you know, our corners also have our defense sometimes makes the worst quarterbacks look like You're them. right literally tom brady out on the field sometimes so i feel like there's always that chance right now we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we will talk a little bit about the sixers and the things they're doing and fighting Uh and the phillies and the things that they're doing all good all good things actually pretty much all good things but we'll talk about that when we get back we're the babes on broad on bgn radio
1: support for this show comes from sylvan learning as a parent you want your child to have every opportunity V-A-N 29.com
2: Welcome back to Babes on Broad. So now we teased it a little bit. Here they come, Jess. Fellow Unite. Let's go. Ten nine eight seventy-sixers. I love when Sam sings. It's my, <laughs> it's my favorite part of our episodes, is when Sam starts <laughs> to sing. <laughs> you know, um, it's gonna be a new segment, karaoke requests. I got you. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> So the last time we talked to you, we were talking
3: about the Sixers and they had just played their first game of the season, home opener. Which feels like forever ago. I know, it does. Although they play so many games, yeah. That it's just it's it's hard to keep track of all of them. But we talked about, you know, how good their defense was and if, you know, their the nights when they weren't having great shooting nights, if their defense was gonna be able to overcome that. I think the answer to that is yes. Yeah. Their defense frustrates teams very easily. And the the best part about it is, everyone for the last couple years was trying to figure out how to out Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors, <laughs> obviously now you don't really have to worry about that. And it's, did you
2: see what KD said today, by the way?
3: Yeah. I wasn't surprised about by that. About Draymond at
2: all. being the re- one of the reasons. I wasn't surprised by
3: that at all. Also, Steph Curry broke his hand, which oh, sucks. I missed that.
2: Yeah, that, that so
3: happened su- last night. Dang, I didn't even see that. Yeah, which so sucks, and I that breaks. You hate. He's a to good see, guy. Yeah. Love Steph Curry, and you You also just hate to see anybody get hurt, really, mm-hmm. but a player of that caliber, you hate to see that happen. But, you know, so all these teams are trying to figure out how to outdo what the Golden State Warriors were doing, and Elton Brand just said, screw it, I'm going to build the tallest team in the NBA and not let anybody – and your small ball isn't going to work. And you see that. Yeah. You see they're not getting the shots they want, and they are getting annoyed, frustrated, and it's hilarious to watch. And it's, but it's also impressive because obviously I think you know you would say that the the Sixers' best player is Joel Embiid. Yeah. At this point, without Joel Embiid on Saturday, Tobias Harris and Mike Scott really stepped up big, and still they were able to you know beat the Pistons by a pretty significant margin. And then against the Hawks, they were losing pretty much the entire game. They were down by what 13 in the fourth quarter and came back and won. Joel closed yeah. out the game, put Ben on him, put Ben on Trey Young. Which in is cool fourth. that we
2: got to see that so early because that was a big question is out of all this talent, who's going to be your closer? Mm-hmm. And they kept saying most likely Joel, most likely Joel. And then you got to see it third game of the season. Yeah. That Joel actually is that guy.
3: And you look at that game and you think to yourself, last year, how would that game have gone? Obviously, there's a different person there who would have been your closer. But in that game, it's so much different in the dynamic of how that would finish out. Like, you wouldn't expect them to win that game last mm. year. You know what I mean? Like, they lose that game 10 out of 10 times last season. And I really just think that the confidence that this offense has and the fact that they have so many
2: people who are threats from so many different places on the floor. Yeah. I, I and there's stats. Last year they had no bench. They had nobody besides who was out there. And even then it was just decent. Yeah. You said how average. they have the confidence now. It's because they have the bench. They have – the defense, they have the bully ball. They, yeah, they're just good. Like, they're just, they're
3: just so good. Mm-hmm. And you, and in even little, just little things, like you see, everyone loves to focus on Ben Simmons and his sh- jump shot and his through whatever. Something that is so underappreciated is the fact that he's a point guard. He's 6'10 and <laughs> he can guard one through five. He can guard a point guard. He can guard a shooting guard, but he can also guard a center. That's unheard of. Yeah. So the best part about this is think about the way that teams would operate last year against the Sixers and it was, they would do whatever they could to switch to get Joel Embiid out on their, on their point guard and all of a sudden have a mismatch with JJ Reddick. Well, you can do that. You can switch all you want. See what, ha- see, yeah, see what happens. Good luck. Maybe you'll get the accidental six six guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> May the odds be ever in yeah, your favor right. with whoever you end up against. That is something that you see the frustration. You see mm-hmm. how frustrated these other teams are getting when they can't do the- I I after the Sixers finished last night, I flipped the channel to the um Bucks Celtics.
2: Kemba was doing anything he wanted against the Bucks. Which is cool because that's our the only other team that really compares to us in the East are the books yeah. and yep. kemba's walking all over no send so it <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious
3: but kemba, kemba was going off he was missing nothing yeah
2: matisse Thibel rookie just yeah like and that's forever my first line in my notes is matisse's apple that's phenomenal yeah i love that because he is he is but
3: matisse Thibel and josh richardson absolutely put the clamps on kemba walker and mm-hmm. he couldn't do anything and he got in foul trouble teams are going to really struggle to game plan for. And what Brett Brown, I think, has done a good job of making adjustments with so far in the sense of he didn't have Ben Simmons on Trey Young all game. He conserved that until the fourth quarter, and Trey Young could not do anything in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So you see things like that happen, but then you also see frustrations boiling over, I guess you could say. In the sense, I, you know, I'm sure everyone's seen it at this point. Joel yeah. Embiid and Karl-Anthony Towns last night got into a wrestling match. Which well, I when think you guys hear it, it'll be two days. Yes, it'll be two yeah. days. But a wrestling match of some kind. I think neither of them wanted to throw the first punch, and they were, like, waiting for the other to do it. Mm-hmm. So it was really just this, like, weird wrestling match. I called it a tussle. A tussle's a good word. Yeah. Because I think that's exactly what it was. There were a bunch of guys in suits getting knocked all over the place mm-hmm. one little soft ref who like backed away and people were like oh what do you want him to do i don't know try to pull him apart like the rest of the refs are doing
2: yeah. like do their job maybe whatever but yeah so this guy but he anyway. tweeted in um the hold that ben on or had on carl anthony towns everybody kept calling it a chokehold he said it's actually not a chokehold mm-hmm. and because he's a black belt, so he would know this stuff. Yeah. And he said the actual submission hold that he had him in wouldn't have made him black out or pass out or anything. Mm-hmm. It was just a like restraint kind of hold. I forget yeah. the actual term of it. But then Joel just kept freaking going it with it wow. in social media. It wasn't until like two AM. He was like, Yeah, I'm done with this now. Great, Joel. Thank you. It made me laugh so <laughs> No, he is so funny. It made I love laugh him. Laugh so and I do, I respect the hell out of him. I do too. He lets people know, he even said it himself, I ain't no b-. Yep. And that's our whole team. Yeah. And I love that too that Ben got into it, cause like, like you said, they're friends, but, but, and every, but everyone, everyone questions that too
3: about Ben and Joel. Everyone questions yeah. their relationship, mm-hmm. how much they like each other, and you see him after say, I got your back. Yeah. And it's true, and I think that's a big thing, and even Elton Brand, you know, Elton Brand said, first and foremost, we, don't, we obviously don't condone the altercation that happened last night. As a former player, I've experienced situations like that in the past. I understand how our players reacted in the moment. I have their backs. And I think that's a huge, that's huge. important part of this team. And I think it's why this team can actually go very far and have a lot of success is because they are so close yeah. well, as like, a unit and they have such good relationships mm-hmm. and they truly respect each other and like each other. And that's what Josh Richardson was saying last night, too. He's like, you know... You can be on teams where you really
2: just don't like people. Yeah. And we don't have that problem. Well, KD and Draymond. Exactly what KD came out about that today. And that's one of his reasons for leaving was because yeah. of that. Someone actually
3: uh tweeted into us today and said, do you think the Sixers should try to trade for Draymond Green? No. One, fat contract that they can't handle. Two, what do you think that would – He just a, a that douche give up. person. Three, no. Four, he's the kind of guy who like – He's like Joel Embiid in the sense mm-hmm. of, like, you absolutely hate him if he's not on your team, but you yeah. you love having someone like that on your team. But with his skill set, we have that. Yeah. We have the defense. We have the average to below average. If we're going
2: to trade for anybody, we need a shooter. We have yeah. all of Draymond's skill sets here. I don't need it. Who That's, would you have him? Because obviously you wouldn't have him replace Joel, so would you have him instead of Horford? I don't even know. I'd rather know. Horford. Yeah, no, I don't even – I see no spot for Draymond no, Green on this team. me either. So to answer your question,
3: uh, no. Yeah. But, yeah, that it was really interesting last night. Other things, um Matisse Theibel is the rookie of the year. There was a type. thing
2: the other day. He only played – I don't remember the exact numbers. I was trying to look it up and couldn't find it. But he played, like, seven minutes, had three steals He's phenomenal. a block or something or two blocks, like – He's so good. In seven minutes. He's so active. I just love him. He's phenomenal. <laughs> and, hey, Furkan Korkmaz stepped up last he night. He did. Who would have thought that would ever happen? I mean, I thought. I knew – I didn't know. I thought it might happen just because there had I, to be a reason I trust Brett. I really, I do really, really trust Brett. I do, too. So there had to be a reason if Brett just keeps throwing him out there. He I just, had to have some faith that he was either going to do it or he was just like, dude, you're sinking or swimming, and you knew that wasn't going to last too long. So I knew that there – not knew, thought there had to be. I hoped, but I, I didn't Brett have Brett. any sort of confidence in it.
3: And it was just funny. My uncle last night texted me like at, right after his dunk and texted me and goes, he goes, Ferky for MVP. I was like, get out of <laughs> here. Stop it. No. And even, Don't jinx it. And even Rob texted me last night, our friend Rob. And he texted me and Joe and was like, Furcon? Mm-hmm. Question mark? Like, we're not even going to have this conversation. <laughs> but yeah, so the Sixers are 4-0. Well, you know, starting mm-hmm. their road to 82-0. and have... t- Every time I say that, though, someone responds to me and goes,
2: 98-0 with an asterisk. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. But you know what I mean. Yeah. The next four games are going to be rough now because they're on the road and then you don't know if you're gonna have Ben. You don't know if you're gonna have Joel. Yeah, they start out in Portland. Oh, right? they play on very Saturday. poorly in Portland. Yeah, on Saturday. So, and you know they definitely won't have Joel for that one. So that they makes me nervous. So and then they have somebody else. Is it the Pacers after that? They have somebody else that's decent too. That's it's gonna be a rough one. They play the Suns after that. <laughs> the who, Suns uh, are playing fairly well. Wednesday
3: night they play the Utah
2: Jazz. The Jazz. I swear to God, if
3: Ben Simmons is not. If he's suspended if he for that game, <laughs> I will lose my freaking mind. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'll be so mad. But
2: it's in Jazz. There's a game where they come in Jazz. It's in Jazz, get? No, it's in Utah. Who wants to go to Utah anyway? But so there, you'll see them later in the year because don't they play here later? Uh, yes. You were already looking I'll, tickets. I'll be there. I'll yeah.
3: absolutely be there. The tickets are cheap because yeah. no one wants to see Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> well, you
2: know. But so But that's, that's going to be a rough four games if they don't have Joel and right. Ben. You're right. You're right. And it's a shame because these are actually, these are a lot of good game like They would have been good matchups and yeah,
3: good they're, wins. Yeah, they're all Western Conference games, but they're good matchups to see like really good test games. Mm-hmm. The Blazers, seeing how they can do against somebody like Damian Lillard. Playing the Suns, again, against somebody like Devin Booker. The Jazz, I would love to see Joel and Rudy Gobert. Like, you know, that's something I want to see. And then they play the Nuggets right after that too. Mm-hmm. So if, if they don't they, I'm assuming they're gonna have this sorted out by Saturday, so the suspension yeah. will be known by then. but they should. But if Joel, God forbid, gets four games and he doesn't, they don't get, to, he doesn't get to play against the Nuggets and uh, go up against Jokic and see what that looks like, that sucks. It does. That sucks for all of basketball it does. too. You yeah. know what I mean?
2: Like that's not even just. Well, maybe that'll play out for us. Maybe the basketball world will be like, listen. We need to give him something, but we need this matchup for the world of NBA. So maybe that'll help out for us.
3: NBA. So the tra- Trailblazers are NBA TV. The Suns is not a Nash, is not a national game. Neither is the Jazz actually, which you'd think that would be. But it's a Wednesday, so doesn't matter. Really yeah, nice. it's a Wednesday. The one. Friday. Oh, that one's not either. Interesting. All right. Well, never mind. It
2: might not impact them at all. Oh, okay.
3: Um. <laughs> yeah, well, well, there right. goes our theory. So. Well.
2: Okay. okay, our theory's gone. Real quick, this one is a downer. Wait, did you have anything else in the Sixers? No, I'm good. Okay. Sorry about that. I didn't want to cut you off. You no. Know, it's, a, it's a big respect thing here with the babes. Yep. <laughs> Always some respect going on here. Um, <laughs> oh, This one. I'm livid. What? The Washington Nationals are the World Series team. You know, I woke up
3: at 2 a.m. Just, just twitching? No. <laughs> um, I woke up at 2 a.m. and I was like, huh, let me check that score. And I saw it and I was like, damn it. And just... Closed my phone and rolled over and went back to sleep. Yeah, I and so many people. Another one of our questions: How pissed do you think Bryce Harper is? Dude, I, mean, I not,
2: honestly, I'm furious. There's this guy. I get. I don't even really know who he is. Dan Clark. I, he's a, I guess, a DC reporter. Yeah, I saw that. Always tweets about Bryce Harper. His tweet at like 11:59 yesterday. Real estate. Yeah, 11:59 is when to give Bryce Harper a call. Dot dot dot. There was no ring. <laughs> and you know what there was? Three hundred and thirty million dollars. <laughs> he couldn't get to you because he's swimming through the money. He's too busy counting his money. Yeah. It just is fascinating to me. Like, okay, if you want to heckle him, heckle him down the road. Not the night of the celebration. Enjoy if yourself, you, idiot. If, if you literally... Eagles Super Bowl? I'm trying to think of even who I would... Nobody. No. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I was I I just overcome with so much joy. Not one person that night was crying because it wasn't Carson that did it.
3: No, I. Was, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was overcome with emotion and cried and hugged my family. Yeah, like, exactly. And you're not worried about anybody else. Mm-mm. You don't care about anybody else. No. But the fact that your team won the is is the world
2: champion. Exactly. And
3: you're a bunch of sour losers if you can't focus on that.
2: Anthony Gargano, um, his niece is actually she goes to um, where Joe went. Oh, Catholic? Yeah. Oh, wow. So she was down in D.C. And she was here for the Super Bowl and saw, like, when the Eagles won and how amazing that was. She said that when they won last night, they went out in the streets. Yeah. And they, like, banged a few, like, pots and pans. Five minutes later, there was nobody on the street. That's ridiculous. Isn't that ridiculous? Like, you guys are pathetic. And you're that worried about Bryce Harper. I was out on the street in Minnesota for longer than that. Yeah, right? In the snow. Talk to me in 13 years, Dan Clark. Okay. He's such an idiot. It I just mean, bothers me. Like,
3: yeah, but I mean, I, I will say
2: as a sports fan, that was a great World Series. It was, but the thing, dude, how about this? This makes me kind of excited. Okay, so the Astros idiots for not using Garrett Cole. Yeah, that, that was so They dumb. had a up. I thought they should have left Granky in after that. They should have. They pulled him too soon, you're right about that. And they should have gone to Garrett Cole. And, I don't know yeah, why they and, didn't. And, they had him warming up at one point, or at least yes. like standing up. when, in, when they were, predi- thought, it was,
3: Granky, they, they wanted to at least get him through five, and they put him out there in the sixth, mm-hmm. and that's when he let up that home run. But they had Garrett Cole warming up in the.
2: Fifth. Dude, my mind does not, cannot comprehend this, and it was such an idiot move by them, and they definitely regret it today, I guarantee that. 100%. And, um, but you, then it caused you Garrett saw, Cole. Garrett Cole wasn't happy about it. No, he even said that um in his post game, he said that they were not his employers. Mentioned something about how he is not employed by the Astros, and he was wearing a Scott Boras hat. Love so, it. So free agency, offseason. But it also, dude, if we get Garrett Cole, I we, will cry tears of joy, and I will rain dance until we get him. If we get Garrett Cole, that is that helps tremendous I mean, because you
3: think about it. You look at the pitchers in the World Series. Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, Grankey,
2: Scherzer, Corbin, Strasburg. Strasburg. And then you think- WHAT?! Yeah! What do we have? Definitely! Aaron Nola, who has not done anything at the end of the season since he's played? Yeah. We're gonna get that done with Zach Eflin, no, Vince so- Velasquez,
3: Nick Pavetta, Jason Vargas, Drew Smiley, Arietta. You forgot about Arietta right there. He is irrelevant to me <laughs> right now. Until he can prove that he knows how to throw a damn baseball still i don't want to hear it
2: dude literally but if we get garrett cole and then another big pitcher Aaron nola who's been our ace these past couple years will automatically drop to our third starter
3: what do you think about any other free agents the other two that have been talked about the most to potentially be a target for the phillies anthony rendon and josh donaldson so with that it would be like do you throw the money at them obviously pitching is the huge issue but like Especially when your third base was a rotation of Mike Alfranco, Sean Rodriguez, and Brad Miller, and you could have Anthony Rendon or Josh Donaldson there, and then you or do you try to put them there? And no. Then, but then it's like,
2: no. Do they? Where do you need put Scott King? I, Can they trade Cesar? I am 100% get big name pitching. That is what I want. That is what we need. We have what's his name? The um Alec curly bon. haired yeah Alec Bohm He already he moved up all the way. I don't. Do you think did, did he move a, up to AAA? He I was, think he's in Triple, but
3: I can look that he's,
2: up He's right dude. He's good. I watched him play against Dion in when he started the season down in Low A because that's how high he jumped in one season. He started in Low A and went to AAA, and um I watched him play against Dion's team. Man, he is amazing. Like he's gonna be the big name, so I don't think he'll start. Maybe not. They might want him to get a little bit more action in Triple A to begin this season. But there's no doubt in my mind he will be on the Phillies by June next year, maybe July. Really? No doubt in my mind. He's amazing. No, I so believe I not, you. So I think they're good on third base because I think he'll come up in that spot. So I'm that I'm not worried about that at all. Cesar and eh, I don't. They just. Have, they've tried.
3: Well, they've tried to trade him so many times, and they can't get anything yeah. in return for him.
2: I don't mind if he has to stay. I think if that's our weak link, that's fine to me right now. I think we need pitching. Yeah, he was in Double A when the season double ended. Double. Okay. So they'll probably. I mean, so I the, he'll, start he'll start in Triple A. He'll start in Triple A because okay. he did good. He performed really well. Yeah. So. Works there's no doubt in my mind. he'll They be also hired in their the pitching Philly coach soon. today. Yeah, yeah. What was the, um? Bryce. Brian Price. Price. I said Bryce. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Brian Price. He was just re- most recently under him at Team USA, right? He was pitching coach for Team USA. at Girardi. I believe so, but he was, but he was
3: offered. He was with the Diamondbacks for a while, and he was offered their pitching coach position as well as the Padres pitching coach position, and turned them both down and took this one.
2: Dude, but I. I, I also saw before he was manager of the um, what's him call it? The um uh, Reds. Um, he was a pitching coach under Dusty Baker. Yeah. So that's a big thing in my mind. Cause like he also, that means if he had a good relationship with Dusty, wherever Dusty goes, he might have a job with him. Yeah. So I think that shows something there too, that he chose to come with Joe Girardi.
3: Yeah. And I also just think that it's huge that Joe Girardi said, I want this guy. And the front office said, your wish is my command, Mr. Girardi. Here you go. I hope that Um, continues. That's, that's what I like. I love I love That's Joe Murray. Like. I'm excited. Exactly. Like. <laughs> See, Sam's singing again. You know it's a good moment. I'm excited. Oh, I love baseball. Because he talked about not messing – he doesn't mess around with that launch angle stuff. Oh, uh, I loved
2: his press He's conference. He's excited to get
3: Reese Haskins back on track. I love him. I love him.
2: I love him. He was there for that um fight last night.
3: He was. I wish he would have jumped in, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but right now we're going to take one more quick break. Then we'll come back, answer your Twitter questions. We have the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio.
2: Welcome back. We are into our last segment. Real short and sweet here. Just our Twitter questions. So, Jess, what's our first one? Why aren't we seeing Norvell Pell? Well,
3: I don't... He was in a suit yesterday, wasn't he? He's on a two-way contract. So, they have to spend the majority of the time with the G League. They can only spend up to 45 oh. days with the NBA. Okay. And... The teams aren't required to use any of those days if they don't want to. Like, if they don't, and, and, yeah. they, they don't really need him right now. Yeah, he was
2: in a suit yesterday. I thought yeah. that was weird too. I didn't notice. He's, or a, he's, he's a, I mean, they don't need his, they don't, they don't, don't really need require right
3: another now. shot blocker on their roster at this
2: point. And they weren't sitting Ben, I mean, Joel or anything. Like, yeah, they don't, don't need, they didn't need him.
3: Um, is Jojo on his way to being more loved than Alan Iverson? Yes. I think if, he, because brings, he's just if a, he delivers
2: a championship, yeah. A championship, definitely. But also, like, one, he's just so relatable and so personable. Mm-hmm. Alan, AI was not like that. At no. least for my, we were like five. But yeah, we were little, but still. So um, I definitely think. think yeah, so. I agree. Who do you think
3: challenges the Sixers in the East? Milwaukee, the Bucks but they just lost to the Celtics, who which were is not sweet. a challenge. Um we already talked about the uh that the Sixers trade for Draymond Green situation. Uh is Joel Embiid the current king of Philadelphia after the fight? Yes. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. This one I thought was pretty funny. Would you rather fight one Joel Embiid-sized Joel Embiid sized Darren Sproles <laughs> or 10 Darren Sproles sized Joel Embiids? 10 Joel Embiid 10 little ones. 10, ten little, little ones. ones. <laughs> what would you rather? Be? I was going to say the other one. Because I feel like Darren Sproles is really just a lover, not a fighter. And I think okay, that— Okay, well, that's that it. Jo- Multiple Joel but and JoJo.
2: out. No, JoJo. I feel like he's really just a squishy guy. Yeah, no, I—yeah. I, I, yeah. I see JoJo as a squish. But I Darren think he'd Sprouls be more is, vicious in a fight than Darren I don't Sprouls. know. It's tough, though, because you blow up Darren Sproles. He's probably just as big as Joel because he's got a lot of muscle. He's a I'm compact gonna, muscle. that might be true. Who knows? All right. But if you do only have one big guy, you go for the legs. You take him out. So maybe I will do that. There you go uh what's the better hashtag
3: of the fight hashtag carl with four l's hashtag carl anthony taps
2: or hashtag cats daddy cats daddy hashtag cats daddy for sure yeah i thought that would be especially because Joel literally in all caps put i own you he does that's a fact hashtag cats daddy uh real okay ready really quick
3: is deshaun and darren swirls coming back enough to get this birds offense in high gear correct yes we you talked about it what it does for them yes how many starting pitchers do you think John Middleton should get in free agency? At least two. That's what I said as well. Uh, do the Flyers make the playoffs? Hopefully. And
2: I do think they get it together. Yes. Yeah. And
3: what should the Eagles do with draft picks since they didn't trade anyway? What position or
2: player – which positions would you like to see? A high round corner. Yep. Cause we always wait for that. And then a receiver. Cause Whiteside didn't do anything. Okay.
3: I am with
2: that. So maybe with a lineman or a, a lineman too. Cause they're old.
3: Yeah. I'll Always need one of those. Yeah. So with that. We're going to close out our show. We only have a few seconds to do this, but we are the Babes on Broad. You can, we're brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. You can find us on iTunes or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Peace! Go on to designtree.com. Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Go Birds. Go, go sexiers, birds. Go Flyers. Phillies, get on it. Yeah. Bye. 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 Babes on Broad.
0: 2 and